The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Oh, geez, Dad, not the car again. Oh, happens all the time with old Betsy. Have you checked out Carvana yet? They have thousands of cars for under $20,000. But do those thousands of cars have personality like old Betsy? Betsy's held together by tape. And there are raccoons living in the engine. It's a family car. Uh, there are flames on the hood? Ah, custom paint job. No, Dad, the car's on fire. How many cars did you say Carvana had? Visit Carvana.com to shop thousands of cars for under $20,000. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. Hello and welcome to episode 84, season 4, episode 24 of Two Mr. P's in a Podcast with me, Mr. P. And the other Mr. P. And we are back once again with an episode. Thank you so much for joining us. That is getting a mouthful now at the beginning. <laughs> we are doing it? so many episodes. I mean, this season... Just 20, 24, 24, yeah. 24 episodes of season 4. I mean, that in itself is the mouthful. I mean, we might have to just mix it up one week. Because does anyone really care what episode, what season? Or could we just get away with being like, maybe thinking of a different type of intro I might be know. a good I way to I go. Why, why reinvent the wheel? Maybe so. If it's not broken, don't fix it. Exactly. But yeah, so thank you very much for tuning in once again. We really, really do appreciate it. We are so grateful for you uh, supporting us and listening in. And um, yeah, it's the, it's it's... May the seventeenth, we are at point two of the roadmap out. We yeah, can now today, yeah. sit inside in a restaurant. Yeah. We can hug people. Yeah. But I'm gonna be a little bit naughty. Uh I've broken the rules. <sighs> I did in fact hug Nana Maureen last week when I recorded her. If you've listened to the previous episode, we did a little catch up with Nana Maureen. I'm not going to lie, I gave her a bit of a hug. It's been too long. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, she's she's had her two vaccines. I've had my two vaccines. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to see you this week because I'm too busy. I'm just saying, don't judge me, all right? So, Well, no one would have known. It's, I mean, this is the thing. You're, you're like, basically aching to be judged. But this is, I mean, obviously you can't control the weather, but... You know, last couple of weeks, was there any harm in opening hospitality a little bit earlier to let people just sit inside? Because, you know, unless you're a diehard drinker, most people weren't going to sit and get absolutely drenched. Yeah, I feel like like if you were if you were someone who was selling like gazebos, <laughs> you know, it's like and and business was never booming. No, if you're in a gazebosman, no. But then suddenly. Gazebo McGee <laughs> is in Barbados now because of the metal poles and the plastic oh sheets. Oh, my word. They, they, business is booming for I mean, for pubs gazebos. have just absolutely chucked anything up, haven't they? Just anything to protect the cover. I mean, I saw a picture of people literally sat underneath oh, is that... the, the desk. Like the yeah, wooden... was, that the, was that the group of girls on like a Hindu or something? There was something know. with that where they were know. all under like all like, all separate umbrellas I mean, or that's, something. That's hardcore. But it's like the June 21st date. England play, play Scotland in the Euros on the Friday night before. Mm. Why not do it then? Well, obviously, because it will get painfully Larry. Yeah, I get that. But by June 21st, 
everything's... I mean, is everything stopping? This is where I'm not... You know, it's saying that uh, people are thinking that as of June 21st, that's it then. It's 10 multiplied by 2 plus 1. COVID, Dan. Yeah, but it's clearly not, is it? Because you're still going to have to do testing to go on holiday, all that sort of jazz. So... To be honest, I, I think the, the the way I think of it is like this: you you take us back a year. We were doing uh, weekly eps in the garden. Yeah, uh, better weather than it has been uh, previously. Oh my God. I mean, the weather at the minute. Is but just absolutely, I shocking. just don't think if you'd have told us a year ago, and, I, and to be honest, I can't even remember the kind of stuff we were speaking about. Obviously, just COVID and Boris and all that kind of stuff. If you'd have told us, like, right. You know, May 17th next year, you're still going to be in lockdown kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Or it's just kind of going to be, pubs are going to be reopening. You would have never believed it. No, you're right. You're right. And it has been, we talk about each episode, it's been absolutely dreadful. But, you know, I like to try and focus on some positives. And it has been positive for us because, you know, uh, obviously outside of the podcast, it's been dreadful and mm. you know it's been awful the home learning just everything's been a nightmare but one shining light for us and hopefully a lot of people listening has been the podcast and you know to come out of it with the tour yeah the the book in the pipeline and just the numbers and the pod group it's been it's been incredible and it made me think like are there any is there anything else like as we get back to normality that you know you won't go back and do. Do you know what I? Do you know what I decided the other go day? On. Shopping. Like I have no, like of all the things that I've reopened. Uh, what well, you talking about? Food shopping. Oh, I, 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 I can't be asked because I have to be honest. Be I, I like a food shop. Nah, nah, I can't be doing with it. Like I've got no desire. Like I'm not big on crowds. It's I can't imagine now going into a bar that's absolutely rammed. You know, yeah. like Walter, everyone's still still. You no, just I think stand the, there, the, the tables, the, the table service and stuff that's come in at places is, that, is an absolute. absolute. It is, it's, it's, it's definitely a positive you take. But listen, food shopping, you're basically, uh, I mean, food shopping brightens my week up the no. majority of weeks. And I'll tell you for why. <laughs> I'll tell you for why. Um, because, and I've, I think I've touched upon this before. If I asked, and I, I'm not digging Kim out here. Because she's fantastic. Oh, God, here yeah. we go. Get your sick buckets out, guys. Love you, baby. It's our six-year anniversary on Sunday, actually. I knew you were going to mention yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So if you're listening to this, Kim, you're welcome. <sighs> um, but if I said to Kim, right, can you pick me up some Dots Pepper Zero, for example? Right. She will bring home one two-litre bottle. Yeah. Right? And that's not what you want. No, no. <laughs> it couldn't be further from what I want. Um, it, even worse, she could bring me back a Dr. Thunder or a <laughs> Professor Peppy. I'm talking, when I say I need some Dr. Pepper Zero, three two-litre bottles minimum. Right. Like, minimum. It's like, oh, can you pick us up some, you know, can you pick us up a bag of crisps? Pick us up some nice crisps. She goes, here's, here's one for you, right? I said, I said, pick us up some nice crisps. Now, when I say nice crisps, I'm thinking the brand new Pringles uh, chili cheese heat wave or whatever right. they're called. Chili cheese yeah, yeah, and jalapeno nice, or whatever, yeah. yeah. Well, nice. Yeah. And they do a, a, a spicy sour cream and chive on it. Right. Or, you know, the classic red Tyrrells, whatever it may be. <laughs> Kim comes back the other day from Aldi, right? So you know the crisps are not going to be real. Yeah. Uh, but you think, at least, 
She came back with roast beef and horseradish crisps. Ooh. No dips. Ooh. No dips. Ooh, that'd be divorce on the so cards. We're, well, listen, we've not made it to six years yet. Who knows? <laughs> but it, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I can't not go food shopping because I get it right the majority of times. Or could you look at it as you just being really fussy? I wouldn't say it's fussy, but I did want to touch upon this because I had a message on Instagram. And when you were just talking there about that, you know, the pod community and everyone, you know, able to listen. And we do massively appreciate it. And, and we've, we've always said this, people message us all the time saying how it's helped them with their kind of outlook and uh, with their kind of mental health kind of thing. And, and, and we've said it, haven't we, for the past year or so, even longer than that, to be fair, this yeah. has been a savior. Yeah. There's just no other way of describing it. Um, hearing that you enjoy the apps is absolutely class. Uh, but I got I got this message. Um, hey guys, so a bit of a reflection slash appreciation post, really. This one's more for you, Adam. All right. So you can tell, you know, the balls were shaking. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've been teaching for a few years now, and I absolutely love my job. Due to personal circumstances, I decided a few months ago I wanted to take a step back from leading, being a full-time class teacher. However, knew I still wanted to work with children in schools as it's something I felt passionate about. I listen to the podcast every week and it always keeps my spirits up. And ICT with Mr. P has come to my rescue a few times with advice on apps to use in the classroom and how best to support, support my class uh, through ICT. Yep. Earned the name there, brother. I know, yeah. But Adam, <laughs> your attitude and the way you talk about how much you enjoy your job, it really shines through. Honestly, keeping you in mind as an inspiration after a lengthy <laughs> chat with my very supportive head teacher last week, <laughs> I accepted a HLTA within my current school. Head teacher said she didn't want to leave. She didn't want me to leave or lose me as a member of staff. And I honestly can't wait. Thank you for being so positive, inspiring, and you both for being such positive influences during a time we have all struggled. Keep on keeping on, and I can't wait for the live show in December. Thank you both for helping me unknowingly through a very important decision in my life. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you very much. That is lovely. <laughs> I don't know why you were laughing. This is the thing. You don't get it. I, I people feel the passion coming out of me. I may not talk about apps. And the Oscar for best performance by a male lead goes to the other Mr. P for being passionate about his job. You're a joke. We're, we're one day going to need to get your no co-workers one. in and and get your co-workers, get your children in. And then I need evidence. I swear I to you. I swear evidence. to you right because now. Because there are times where you come in here. Yeah, but that's just pure tiredness. What I'm saying is... <laughs> I can get, I I would put everything that I own that parents, uh, co-workers, children they would all say the guy is a beaming light. The guy is a he's a whistle stop tour of bants and learning, but more bants <laughs> than the learning. But yeah. no, it, it the thing is with me is I can be I can wake up in a bad mood or I can come home in a bad mood. But when I'm with the children, the children doesn't matter what I've got going on in my life. Um the children would never know there was anything wrong with me. Genuinely. Uh, that, that, is a, that is a stone cold fact <laughs> that, that no matter what's happening, I will. And, I, and, I, and this is, this is come like from the fact that, you know, they've been at home so long. I just try and make the days as memorable as possible. 
Yeah. Like even if if it's if it's chucking a rugby ball about at dinner time, and I'm not going to lie to you. Oh God, I have painfully still got it. It's a shame. I mean, the kids look at me and they think, "Why aren't you a professional?" I think because I'm working with you guys. <laughs> I should be. I should be on the Lions tour. Oh God. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, no, it, it, I, I do appreciate that. Gone message. from a back row player to a front row. Yeah, I have. Yeah, <laughs> look at you now. So you're abusing my performance in the workplace, and now fat shaming me. Here's the guy you all follow, ICT with a bullet. Oh, uh, not at all, not at all. But yeah, no, I really appreciate that. And you know what? It's interesting because we have this sort of notion in education um, that you know you, you you become a teacher and then. You've got if you're good at your job, it's weird because if you're good at teaching, the idea is that you you come out of the classroom and you become like a leader yeah. or a deputy head teacher, whatever it might be. And there's a lot of pressure on that. And I I'll be honest with you, I I don't think necessarily that the best teachers make the best leaders because I think it's a completely different game. I think you can be an amazing teacher with the children. But that doesn't necessarily necessarily translate to being able to manage people. Right. And ultimately, as a head teacher, as a senior leadership, that's what it's about, isn't it? It's about leading people. Like, you know, I always think to be a successful head teacher, your job isn't to educate, you know, your job isn't to educate the children. Your job is to look after the people who educate the children. Right. So, but there's this sort of pressure. And I think there's a lot of head teachers out there who probably weren't the best in the classroom, but have that knack for getting the best out of people. It's like right. football managers. Yeah. Some of the best football managers weren't be- the greatest players. True. And vice versa. But I think there's a real sort of weird expectation in education that if you're good at your job, right, we've got to get you up the pay scale. We've got to get you into management. And actually, you know, there's nothing wrong, absolutely nothing wrong with just wanting to be in the classroom all the time with the kids. Mm. You know, there's there's a lot of people, and I get it all the time, you know, um, I'm being pushed to be SLT or I'm being pushed, you know, to, to take on more responsibility and I just want to be a classroom teacher. Or in that, you know, I've got no issue and I think it's a very brave thing to do to go from being a classroom teacher who is on obviously more money to go to a HLTA Um and yeah, you're taking that hit as far as wages is concerned, but you're just in the class with the children. You, that's your focus. That's that's what teaching should be, really. And I think there's so many HLTAs out there that would make amazing teachers. Thanks. But they're, but they're probably <laughs> thinking like, do you know what? Yeah, I'd probably make a little bit more money, but is it worth all the other crap that comes along with it? I, you know, I have been asked, I have been asked on numerous occasions. And even when I do like Instagram Q and A's, I get asked about like, would you become a teacher? And I always thought that that's what I wanted to do. And yeah. obviously it was a bit, it would have been a different path for me to get there. But I always thought that that was what I wanted. That was the journey. But like you said there, personally, I, I just, all of that can all the other stuff, all the excess stuff, that, and and I have I have mad mad crazy respect for teachers, and obviously I'm married to one for six years. By the way, this Sunday, oh God, <laughs> beep, 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 beep. <laughs> you're welcome again, baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I just don't think it's me. When I was talking before about like when I'm in the when I'm in the 
when I'm in school and, and I always, and I pride myself on this, this is genuine where no matter what's happening, whether I've had a bad night, whether I've not slept, whether the kids have kept me up all night, whatever it may be, the kids would never know. They, they just would never know. And I pride myself on that. But as soon as I, as soon as I'm done, I'm just like, right, see you later, kids. Have a nice night. Be safe. And then I'm just like, right, I'll see you tomorrow. And then I'm just like home. Do you know what I mean? I don't. I. I, I do yeah. like the fact that I don't have to, you know, say plan. I mean, I do obviously in a normal situation. I do extra time with sport and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, I do even like, you know, my, my wife's a teacher. Uh, you know, Kim, who I've been married for. I'm going to try and bench it ten times. Oh, I'm, I'm, God, up, I'm up. Um, I'm up to three times, which if you times by two equals six. And uh, that's how many years we've been married. <laughs> no, sake. so it's just, I think it's just basic mad respect all around. Yeah, and it is frustrating because most of the other stuff you have to do outside of the classroom, like this is where I, you know. This love, is where I come in. <laughs> no, this is where I love still being in class and, and doing my days at school because I love being with the children. And I, I've said this before, like, I love, you know, I feel like I've got the best of both worlds. Like I love working with teachers as well and, and traveling and, and, and supporting schools and uh, helping teachers get a better work-life balance, all that stuff I absolutely love. But I also love going into my school each week. Um, but I honestly think if it came down to it and you had to be in class full time, I'd, 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 I'd struggle because I just, if I don't think it's going to have any impact on the, t- on the kids, I don't do it. Now I'm lucky in that I don't have to do much of that BS anyway. But it it must it is so frustrating for teachers because we love being in class with the children, the bread and butter, the bit you know that's the bit we love. And if it was just that, it'd be the perfect job. It's just all the other crap that comes along along with it is just yeah. So fair play to that teacher. Whatever makes you happy is what I say. Yeah. Whatever makes you happy, and you know if you're listening to this and you're being pressured to move into management, and that's not your you know yeah it might be a little bit more money. But is it is the juice worth the squeeze? Mm. Is the juice worth the you squeeze? You know, if you're happy to just be in class with your children each and every day, knowing full well the relationships you're building, the impact you're having on these young people day in, day out, then just crack on. Just whatever makes you happy. That's, and I just think make sure you... That's the big thing to come out of the pandemic is like, we've all learned life's too short, life's precious. You know, just do what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Which brings me back to the point that when things do go back to normal, shopping ain't happening. Now, what I was mainly focusing on, by the way, is going to somewhere like the Trafford Centre. Right. Like a shopping mall. A like, mall. Or going into t- town to do like clothes shop. That would be at the bottom of my list of things I've missed about the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, about normal life like i have no desire at all because obviously the weather's been crap now in manchester if you've never been to manchester before big shopping complex the trafford center i'm sure there was a tv show about it for a while on like channel five yeah, like inside channel. yeah inside the trafford center and you got to follow the guys wearing the little um race coats and, yeah. and all that sort of jazz um and obviously we both work there yeah, we did, uh, yeah, I started my working career at Clark Shoes. Clark Shoes. As soon as I finished my GCSEs, and that's as soon as I finished my last GCSE exam, my dad said, go and get a job. I went and got a job. And then you got a job when you were... 16. He didn't. Yeah, I did. When? Next. Next kids. I worked at Next during sixth form. Gutted. You forgot. 
Well, anyway, um, who got you the job? Who got you the job? Well, to be fair, <laughs> you were kind of seeing the woman on the uh, decision board. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> we worked on we worked it next. So I the worst thing I can think of is going to a busy shopping mall because apparently last weekend it was capacity at yeah. the traffic centre. People were queuing. Yeah. And you just, just it's, order it's, online. It, it's true, but it's funny, right, because uh, it was obviously Isla's birthday recently and it was bank holiday, wasn't it? Yeah. And that was when it was crazy busy. Oh, but Isla asked us, I don't know whether I touched upon this on the episode, but she asked us to go to the, to the traff. And obviously it was Bank Holiday Monday and I was a bit like, you know, she was like, I want to spend my birthday money at the Disney shop. And at the end of the day, you know, you're not going to crush your daughter's birthday dreams. So I thought, did here we go. Did she say that or did you say that? She said that. Did but... you see some new Disney pyjamas and you were like, <laughs> tell you, honestly. right, I like, come on, we're going. I did get some new pyjamas for him the other day, but no, <laughs> it's separate. So anyway, we went in, went in Debenhams, right? And, and I don't know why it was like a perfect meeting of like, it was like a perfect storm of timing yeah. because we must have got there prime time but just at that point where it must have just quieted down for a minute so we got a parking space someone left and we were in perfect and then we got into to debenhams and then uh, anyway went, to, now, it, went to the disney shop yeah and then as we came back through it was like some like 90 percent off some stuff at debenhams so we saw a couple of the, like boy little boys t-shirts and there was like some leggings and stuff for isla so i was queuing up to pay in debenhams so um Kim goes, right, I'll, uh, you take Max and I'll take Isla, or you take Max in the lift, because I obviously had the push chair, she said, I'll yeah. take Isla down the escalators, but Max had Kim's phone, right? So I get in the lift and I go down and I'm walking towards the exit and I'm looking around and it's battered, it is yeah. steaming, I know what you mean about crowds, but I thought, what am I going to do? Got my phone out, tried to bell Kim, <laughs> obviously Max was fuming because <laughs> baby shark stopped. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I wonder if she's gone out. Yeah. Pouring down with rain, obviously. Yeah. So I walked I walked down, right? And there was a queue at Debenham's insane. I walked out the exit with a push chair, having a little look, no sign of Kim and Isla. So I turn around, go back in the exit, security guard pops up. Yeah, mate, you're gonna have to queue up like everyone else. I went, nah, nah. Oh no. I went, nah, nah, I went, I've just been in. I went, I just think I've got here. Do you know what I mean? You fool. And I went, nah, nah, I'm just looking for my wife and daughter because in a few weeks, we're going to be celebrating our six oh, year. <laughs> so I said, I'm looking for my wife and daughter. But obviously, I was getting hot. I had the mask on. Yeah. It was, Max was unhappy. He was hungry. It was, situations were building. It was, it was, it was, I was close to blowing the top. And he went, I'm going to ask you to leave. And I said, you ain't asking me to do anything. <laughs> I was just kind of just a bit like, I'm not leaving. We're getting flashbacks I was to going, those, those uni days. I was going, In fact, I've got a funny story for you. Claire got, just going off the point, because it just reminded me of something that Claire got a sports massage this morning off a uh, physio mm. that played rugby with you and Ryan at Man Met. Oh, yeah. So when he made the connection that you were my brother, he was like, oh, I've seen him in some states. Oh, it wasn't <laughs> Joe, was it? Was his name? Uh, is Claire that? Claire? What was the name of that uh, physio? Charlie. Charlie Wilton. He used to be a doorman. Yeah. He yeah. Played at Winslow do, yeah. as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, <laughs> and he, he's like, I'm surprised you let him massage Claire. He used to have some very dirty hands back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> you old dog, you. But yeah, well, yeah. I, I put mean, myself listen, in in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Um, I'm not gonna listen. I'm not gonna deli- deny deny. No, but it doesn't I'm not gonna deny. The security about... guard, like you're not coming in, and you're like, come on, mate, sweaty, sweaty. <laughs> I'm not gonna have that many. Hungry. Um, <laughs> chill out, Baldy Locks. Uh, yeah, no. So I was going like, I'm not leaving. I, I even did that. That's what I mean. I went, I'm not leaving. Surprised you didn't get your driving license out. <laughs> I was like, without my wife and daughter. And then to be fair, he saw. And obviously with the mask on, I must have just had a proper bright red fod. <laughs> and he was just like, right, go back in and look for him. But then the worst bit was, a couple of women queuing, soaked. Hey! Oh, hey! No. What are you doing? I just turned around just went, I did a Ross pipe down, you know, like, shh, shh, shh. Then Kim and Isla finally, lips, Kim like... and Isla finally came out and I was just like, right, hurry up. It's going to be a, it's going to be a mass problem in a minute. So to the security guard, I'm like, thanks for that, pal. Surprised you didn't get the breathalyzer out on you. The worst just, bit just was, into this. the worst bit was they left a security tag on Isla's leggings. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Sorry, sir, can you go back in? No, I can't. You can't make me. I'm not leaving. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Right, so, um, oh, just before we do go into the features, we had, uh, in my school last week, I got uh, a mobile escape room. Oh, yeah. Clever Cogs, they're called. Clevercogs.com. Brilliant. They bring, like, it's a mobile escape room. Build it in your hall. And then it's, I've always wanted to do an escape room. Mm. I've said I wanted to do one for ages. Never got round to it. Uh, and this was like Egyptian themed with year four because they're doing Egyptians and it was quality. It worked in little groups. We had to sort of shorten the sessions a little bit just because of time. But what was really funny was one of the, they, they provide like a video to, um, you know, give the background of yeah. the story and, you know. To, to wet the appetite. Yeah. Sort of Indiana Jones type oh, guy nice, goes yeah. looking for a Pharaoh's tomb or something like that. And um, probably should have listened a little bit more, but mm. uh Yeah. It was one. <laughs> Would you like in a mobile escape room to come in? Does it mean I have to plan anything? No. Book them in. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna be a yes from me. Like yeah. absolute judges panel. I didn't. Ooh, I didn't just like the offer. <laughs> I love the yeah. offer. Thanks. Not sure I can fit that in the busy schedule. Um, let me check my planning. Oh, there's an open <laughs> slot. Uh, so anyway, go. So they, they watch this video and then they go in in groups and. Um, it's funny because obviously the, it's like you've got to find the clues. And some of the kids are like just looking everywhere. So mm. they're looking up at the roof. It's the school roof. And like, is a number there? It's like, no, that's got nothing to do with the escape room. <laughs> yeah. But there is one kid. <laughs> There's a hula hoop up there. Yeah, because yeah, you threw it there last week in PE, like. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this one kid, just like, just before we went in, just froze. Really? Because it was like, uh, and if you don't escape, you'll be locked in there forever. <sighs> It was a mobile, like, you know what I mean? It was yeah, just, yeah, it yeah. wasn't, you could see in it, it wasn't, but this kid just absolutely bricked it. He's like, I don't want to go in. I don't want to get locked in the tomb. I'm like, it's not a real tomb. <laughs> you can see <laughs> the boards. <laughs> it's mobile. There's nothing to it. It's like, I really don't want, it just proper lost it. Oh, like, bless uh, And then when, once you got him in there, oh, yeah. sound as a pound. Loved it. Loved it. Find all the clues. But that initial, 
just weird, isn't it? Some kids just have that. Well, it's thingy, wasn't it? Do you, do you ever remember? I, I, I do it again. I'm going to apologise because I've definitely mentioned this before, but this was this must have been in an early ep. But do you remember when, like, at primary school, you used to go to, like, the firehouse or the police station? Oh, like, thing. Crucial, uh, crucial, crucial Crew. Crucial Crew, yeah. Crucial Crew, yeah. And, and I'm sure I spoke about this. I remember when they sat us all down, they were going, like, this policeman came in. <laughs> Sorry if I've said this, but this is a classic. He went, uh, guess what, guys? And obviously, we were all there, year four, I think, year four yeah, or five. Yeah. We were, what? He went... Got a box of brand new Nokia's Nokia mobile phones in the, in that in that uh, in that cupboard. He went, go and grab one if you want. Honestly, I <laughs> sat everyone down. I barged everyone out of the way. I stormed into that room. Yeah. He slammed the door on me. Look how easy it is. Look how easy it is to get trapped. And I was going, what? <laughs> Banging on the door. Let me out. There's not even any phones in here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'm with that kid listen it, it, it it's a scary time well that's it you want it to be immersive and it certainly was for that kid as he thought he would be trapped <laughs> in <laughs> in a mobile uh i can't really sort of describe it. just like panels like panels yeah, so to just build like, the two rooms yeah, yeah, and obviously yeah. they have all the hieroglyphics and all that sort of stuff did um, they have any sarcophaguses yeah there was a sarcophagus did you have there. um did you have any uh oh god i did these in word aware let me think so sarcophagus uh, tomb. What? What's the other one? What's the one where it's like a head of a lion, and or head sphinx. of a, a sphinx? Yeah, that's it. I was also very disappointed because in one of the things that they had to unlock, uh, was like a, a skeleton arm. Right, right. So whenever they unlocked that, I grabbed hold of that and was just going round, going. I tell you what, I got to hand it to you. Ah, uh, not a single, not one single child in that whole year group got the joke. Did you crack any naughtier ones to the staff? <laughs> no, I was just like, oh, I've got to hand it to you. Oh, you know, if you've got a question, just put your hand up. Just coming out of all these hand puns and they're all just looking at me. Maybe they were too immersed in trying to escape I'd have put in it 30 inside, minutes. I'd have put it inside my sleeve and gone like, I'll tell you what, I'm trying hard here and working myself to the bone. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're going to need a bit of work on like puns in, in year four. That's what we're going to yeah. have to. We might have to show them a few of your weekly jokes should do anyway right so just before we go into a few features we've just got to give you a bit of an update on everything uh obviously the book uh again massive thank you to everyone who has pre-ordered please 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 if you haven't already stop the podcast now go to amazon search lee or adam parkinson put a wet paper towel on it get your book ordered uh pre-ordered because all those pre-orders will count to our first week of sales. And that is going to be our best possible chance for it to be a bestseller, which would just be, as Adam says, dream stuff. Dream stuff. Um, we have also, over the weekend, announced a few more dates for our autumn tour. Um, so obviously, we've got the date in... Let's, 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 let's. <laughs> yeah. We've got the date in July the, at the wardrobe in Leeds. Um, anyone listening to this who fancies coming to that show, tickets are going very, very quickly. There's only a handful left, so don't miss out. Get your tickets. Oh, and uh, actually, should I throw it out there now about Leeds? About I know it? someone who bought that ticket the other day. I'm brov. Is he coming? He, yeah. He's ready for lead, brov. <laughs> Cotney John is going to be there in person. Look out. <laughs> <laughs> but we have added a new date, 11th of September. We are going to be in Potter's Bar at the Williot Theatre. 
I hope I've said that right. Um, we are also in Belfast on the 18th of September. The Norwich date on the 2nd of September, sorry, 2nd of October is a sellout. Boom. Bosh! you got to help us sell everyone. 9th of October, we are going to be at the Manhattan Club Harrogate. That's two days after my birthday. Yeah, that'll be a big one. Oh, 16th yeah. of October at the Civic in Barnsley. That's nine days after my birthday. <laughs> 26th of October, we are at Comedia in Brighton. And then we've got one of the Winchester shows is sold out. But the afternoon show on the 27th of October, there's still tickets for that at the Discovery Centre. Then the one in Leicester on the 4th of December is close to selling out. Uh, and we've added a day, 11th of December, at the Lothar Pavilion in Lytham St. Anne's, which went on sale on Friday, I think. And we've already sold 100 tickets, which is unreal. So, again, massive thank you to everyone who's got tickets. If you haven't, get involved. I know we've had so many requests. When are you going to come here? When are you going to come there? We we would do, we want to do dates absolutely everywhere. It's just a case of a massive backlog because there's been two years of no performances. So actually getting venues is really difficult. Yeah, but I will, we've been really lucky I to will get these drop, ones. I will drop an ICT line on the loyal listeners because we do get an awful lot of messages. Scotland's big, Birmingham, yeah. loads and loads of places, Wales. Um, but, there is stuff in the pipeline, isn't there? Yeah. We're not going to give too much away, but trust Can't me. Too much. Trust me. It's it's you know when 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 you know when 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 stuff going to be in the mix. Right. Well, we did have a meeting with the publicist and marketing department of uh, Harper Collins last week as well. We did. So that was very very exciting. It's all it's all a big sort of like learning experience for me because I and I'm sure it is for you as well. Everything is. <laughs> yeah. Every minute of every day is learning. Just the whole process of you know if you if you do get a book deal with with a big publisher like Harper Collins, you just don't realise just the complete ins and outs of how it all works. It's not just a simple case of writing a book no. and then getting it edited. There's all sort of copy editors. Yeah. There's, oh, it's, but it's all very exciting and we're absolutely loving every step of it. So, um, yeah, please do keep supporting. Hello, I'm Chris England, and I'm here to tell you about the Fun Factory podcast, available now on Great Big Owl. Each time, I will be reading a couple of chapters of my novel, The Fun Factory, a historical comedy about the history of comedy, so it will kind of be like a free audiobook, which you can listen to at the gym, or jogging, or at your desk while pretending to do your job, or on the train, without the embarrassment of people seeing you actually reading a book like some kind of SWAT. Jeez, Dad, not the car again. Oh, happens all the time with old Betsy. Have you checked out Carvana yet? They have thousands of cars for under $20,000. But do those thousands of cars have personality like old Betsy? Betsy's held together by tape. And there are raccoons living in the engine. It's a family car. Uh, there are flames on the hood? Ah, custom paint job. No, Dad, the car's on fire. How many cars did you say Carvana had? Visit Carvana.com to shop thousands of cars for under $20,000. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. But now we're going to get in some features, guys, because we have yes. got so much to share with you. This uh, uh, could be here for days. Um, I'm going to bring a first feature this week. I'm going to bring something back that we've not had for a while. <laughs> Do you, you sound like Holly Ball? <laughs> I'm going to bring something back you haven't had for a while. Hi, guys. It's Holly Ball here. Hi, guys. Miss B here. 
Um, and it's not it's not happening because we've been trying to be positive. We've not done a diabolical leader of the week for ages. Positive peas, they call us. Yeah, the positive peas. But this one really riled me up, and I'm not even going to rant about it because enough people have done it for me. But let's uh, play the jingle first of all. I'll tell you what, it's been a while since we've heard that. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of love for that jingle, actually. So I'm sure people are glad that the jingle's back, but are they going to be glad what what's inside? So most of you will be... You'll probably already guess who it is. And I feel quite bad because I don't mind the guy. I don't even know who the guy is. So we're talking about Robert Peston here, guys. Now, um, Robert Peston is ITV's news political editor. And I quite like him because whenever I do tune into the news, he's normally on there and he tends to explain things is quite it, well. Is he like ITV's version of Andrew Marr? Mm, yeah, he has his own show as well, I think. So anyway, um, he basically put a series of tweets about something or other uh, he was go- pouring over official data on the economy that was out last week um, and then the inflation being uh, driven in part by government spending uh, not on the test and trace system that has been billions that hasn't worked yeah. not the lateral flow test that don't really work not the you know, all the other failings of the government. No, he decided to say, the other, this is this tweet, and I quote, the other important way of looking at this is that output was surprisingly robust in the first three months of the year since much of the so-called inflation was, e.g., the phenomenon of the gov- government paying teachers for not very much teaching when lockdown closed schools. Oh, Robert. <laughs> Robert, Robert, Robert. Um, I did a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, and I think he did regret it. Just just some of the tweets. Robert, so this is from uh, Alec. Robert, I can guarantee that every single teacher in this country has worked harder than you. A man who, as far as I can tell, is paid £750,000 a year to paraphrase WhatsApp messages he received from Dominic Cummings. Boom. That is... <laughs> I mean, I could just leave it. That's <laughs> I could just, just leave that's it there. It, isn't it? Yeah. That is a reply that just deserves a bit of a clap there. That is boom stuff. Uh, Bob, <laughs> I'm literally a fantasy author. And I still do more research into what I write about than you seem to have done with this howler. Whoa, says Margaret. I know many teachers and they've worked twice as hard when schools were closed. They had to learn how to do online learning overnight. And that's in capitals. Keep track of vulnerable pupils, make online lessons interesting, engaging, etc., etc., etc. They went from a 60-hour week to 100-hour ones. And it feels like a lot of these replies, which is good, haven't come from teachers. I mean, there will be some. Are you effing joking? Seriously, not much teaching. My wife is teaching full days of live lessons and planning for those in school and those online. I don't know any teachers who weren't working their absolute backsides off during the last year. Please rethink this statement. I mean, it, it's. I mean, we've touched upon this on many occasion, and uh, that what he said there is. <laughs> it's just. It's like a head in hands moment. It's like a no, and it's uh, like a really bad it's like, Of all the things. Why do you have a go at teachers? Like, in in all, I mean, I'm not going to go into it too much, but yeah, you know, you're dying there. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not I mean, for one, he's got it wrong. Schools didn't close, did they? 
I mean, how many times have I said this on this bloody podcast? But it's just, yeah. I mean, I don't even need to say anything because you can just read the reply to that tweet, which I believe is still kept up. Have you spoken to any teachers? Oh, no, I forgot that would be actual journalism. <laughs> F's sake, man. You're a drip tray for the government. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it's it's one it's one tool, isn't it? Who's, who's said something that's wrong. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I always say this. Teachers, school staff, and parents, everyone, everyone important knows what happened. And in, in I think in years to come, there will be a real big appreciation as to what everyone did. You know, you're talking about teachers, like they said there, sometimes working in school, at home, doing all these live lessons, getting everything right, catching up with vulnerable kids. Then the teaching assistants, myself included, when I was in, was uh you know having the the key worker and, and stuff in that kind of comment is just so idiotic it's just so unbelievably false i know you know it's a classic take your because he's probably got grim shoes i rate he still wears kickers or something <laughs> so take your kickers out you gob you absolute pest <laughs> so there we go i mean i don't want to do this i don't want to do that feature <laughs> I don't want to do that feature because, you know, the pod's about sending positive vibes, bro. Positive. Um, but, you know, someone shared it on the group. I'd seen it on Twitter and it just needed a mention. Just just purely for the amount of backlash he rightly got because he was talking absolute turd. Well, I'm going to, um, I'm going to, because you've kind of segued me in it, I'm right. going to just pick up this from the uh, podcast group. Right. And if you're not a member of the podcast group, make sure you join it. And this will lead us nicely into another feature, okay. and you'll see why. Deborah. Yeah. I used to think a local anaesthetic was one they kept in the hospital you were in. It was in the local vicinity. And you had to go to another storage place for a general anaesthetic. This was for general people all over the country to use. <laughs> Thanks, Debbie. <laughs> That gave me a big lol this morning, and that'll lead us nicely into some O's this week. Let's go for it. Oh, what a no. When you really make a terrible shout, and you don't know what you're talking about, everyone remembers what I know. Right, let's go. Right, so I've got a couple here from a post, uh, that post that I read a, a couple out from a couple of weeks ago. Couple, 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 couple. <laughs> couple, 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 couple. Um, here we go. Um, my brother was once talking to my mum about one of his friends being really good at golf. My brother said, it's all to do with the timing. My response, why, what difference does it make if you hit at 12pm or 6pm? <laughs> The room went silent before everyone burst into laughter. <laughs> this one, uh, I approached. I approached the soldiers that were collecting for injured soldiers' funds and said, without thinking, "Let me see if I have any shrapnel in the pocket." It's what I used to call my change. Good job they had a sense of humour. <laughs> I once asked a guy what he did for a living. He said he was a suspended ceiling fitter. I asked him what he'd been suspended for. (laughs) 
Er det rigtigt på et mark? This is this is gotta be. Uh, oh, there's two more. I took my dog to the vets for a course of injections. The vet showed me how and where to put it in, and then asked me if I'd feel confident enough to do it myself. I said, uh, "Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with me. I don't need any injections." <laughs> <laughs> then this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my favourite one for a while, this. My husband left his phone at his mother's house. When we got back a few hours later there, there was 12 missed calls and a voicemail, all from his mum, to inform him he'd left his phone there and it hadn't stopped ringing all afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) So, the guy left his phone, the mum found the phone... Then rang the phone <laughs> to tell them about the phone ringing. <laughs> oh my god! I've never heard anything like it. Now, over oh. the past couple of episodes, I've been sharing some funny comments to the podcast post, or my post about weird and pointless feedback that yeah. you've had from lesson observations. Now, if there's anyone listening to this who doesn't work in education, you might have been thinking. You know, because I think we do have quite a lot of people who don't work in education. You know, they went to school, but might not know the inner workings. Um, If you want to know more about that, there's a book coming out August 19th. But um, (laughs) Nice plug, bro. Yeah. What I I thought I'd do is just share with you a a sort of explanation of what a lesson observation is before we then go into. And we're going to have to somehow think of a jingle for this because there's so many funny sort of it could be somewhat along the lines of like the office because a lot of these feedback feels very brent like yeah yeah okay Do you know what i mean like, i'll get thinking like, i'll get right yeah but first i'm gonna hand it over to uh the comedian guz khan who was a teacher and on um what's the show called uh, would i lie to would you would i lie to you he said this about lesson observations so a lesson observation um, is essentially how teachers are judged on how good they are as teachers, yeah? Uh, it's not based on how you move these children on emotionally, spiritually, how you build them as human beings. It's a 15-minute window in which a waste man that can't teach themselves comes in and judges you. Is not right? <laughs> which I think sums it up perfectly. And I've got a few more. Now, this first one I'm going to share with you because it just nicely ties into a no. It's oh, definitely a no, this. So when I was doing my skit training, which is like school-based initial teacher training, uh, at the time, and was only a month in. So I was doing skit training at the time, and I was only a month in. As I was lacking in confidence, my mentor thought it'd be a good idea for me to use her planning. Okay. This was a lesson she decided to observe me in. I thought it went well, and my mentor picked out a lot of positives. However... The main thing that she decided to pick at was the planning. (laughs) (laughs) I think she had forgotten that she was the one who planned it. (laughs) Oh, no. How embarrassing. Imagine that just being being called out like... uh, that's all well and good, but you planned that lesson for me. And it's like lending a mate a t-shirt for a night out and then going, oh, that t-shirt's minging. Like, you look <laughs> terrible, mate. <laughs> Bro, it's your t-shirt. Now, there's so many of these. I'm not going to be able to share all of them at, at, this, at this time. We'll, we'll save some if we get a new jingle. <laughs> at this time. But I was once observed in a writing lesson. 
They commented on the fact that a couple of the children weren't using full stops and capital letters in their sentences. I said, I know, it's an ongoing struggle. She replied with, why don't you just tell them to do it? (laughs) (laughs) Dear God, (laughs) if only it was that easy. (laughs) It's like that thing in it like, why didn't I think of that? (laughs) Hello, McFly. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that's why they pay you the big bucks. (laughs) Hey, have you thought about writing a book? <laughs> you sponsored by Nike? Just do it. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Right. Um, so, I was told by a visiting author, uh, sorry, visiting tutor on a teaching practice that there was insufficient evidence of marking, right? It was PE and he didn't ask for books. He also told me I'd never be outstanding or I'd never be an outstanding teacher. An outstanding teacher could see a giraffe walk past the window and make a whole day's work out of it. He then said, I've never had a giraffe walk past my classroom window yet and got outstanding in two Ofsted observations. Oh, for God's (laughs) sake. I thought he was going to go into my old like behavior management. (laughs) But as <laughs> you remember, you know, just uh, you know, you, you could see a giraffe having a cup of tea in a shower and think that's a good lesson. <laughs> but then, then it goes off. Like people start the, commenting yeah, yeah. on the comments, so it's yeah. like you did well considering you didn't have a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> Some tutors are just like that. Uh, damn it! <laughs> I've only ever had an elephant go by. <laughs> I'd have sold him to wind his neck in. <laughs> Someone's tried to defend him. I think he meant an outstanding teacher could have a, you know, have a ant walk past the window and make a day of work out of it. Uh, and it's like, yeah, well, obviously, but it's not. But we all never... know what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. It's just, why would you say that? Someone's put, oh my God, what a twit. <laughs> Sorry, what a tit. <laughs> what a twit. I feel <laughs> jobs worth for sure. And then this one, this comment's brilliant. We had a lecturer who did crazy things to distract the pupils. If they reacted to him, you didn't have their full attention and failed. Right. So right. he'd come in, try and distract the kids. <laughs> and if the kids dared look at him, then that they was fail it. He failed. Yeah. That's, but that's shocking, that's isn't so it? That's so stupid, that's isn't it? shocking. <laughs> I'd, have got, I'd have been in the lesson, sat there in the lesson. He could have walked in and been like, got a new Nokia here. I'd have been like, where? <laughs> <laughs> so he failed, sir. Yeah. I told my class if a ginger-haired man came in. <laughs> You're looking at me for? They were not to look at him at all. One day the door opened. He crawled up and down on his hands and knees, opened a window and climbed out. The kids totally ignored him. <laughs> That's the same guy? Yeah. Is that the same guy? I don't think it's the same guy, but still. Well, it's not, that's not, not the, the guy giraffe. No, that's but that's the guy who comes into yeah. So he, yeah, and that's what he did. He came in. So on he his came hands in and did a Spider Man, climbed <laughs> out the window. <laughs> just go like you know. Uh, imagine, in, imagine in the middle of your, imagine in the middle of your lesson, just someone walks in. <laughs> so I could I couldn't not just say like, God, what a knobhead. Yeah. <laughs> What shouldn't he be doing some work? Shouldn't he be inspiring children? He's literally uh, ruined his suit pants <laughs> and then just got out the window. <laughs> Climbed out the window. I hope it was on the first floor. <laughs> I hope it was Don't look, story. kids. Don't look. 
Help! Eyes nope, on nope. me. One, two. Eyes on me. Sir, I think you might be dead. Quiet. <laughs> oh, oh, God. God. That's so good. That's hilarious. I mean, the other one that I, I absolutely fell about laughing at was this one, which was um, a friend of mine <laughs> was told a lesson would have been outstanding if she'd have dressed as a shark. <laughs> right. Now, I needed a bit more context to this because, and this is from an Ofsted inspector as well. So first of all, it, that, it, it reminded me straight away of that Friends episode where Monica thinks Chandler's into sharks yeah, yeah. while yeah, he's up, yeah. you know, uh, in the hotel room. But then I just thought like, sure, what, what if that lesson had nothing to do with sharks? So it was like, it would have been outstanding. My initial reaction was surely the Ofsted inspectors are playing a bit of a game. Like, yeah. what's the most ludicrous thing you could you say could in say. feedback? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because surely some of them have to have some sort of banter otherwise. They have to, yeah. You know. But I just imagine it was, uh, right, children, today we're going to learn about the Mayan civilization, which dates back to blah, 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 at the end of the lesson. So, any feedback? Uh, yeah, it was good. I mean, it would have been outstanding if you were dressed as a shark. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, imagine, though, being a teacher, doing all your qualifications, getting observed by Ofsted, and you're doing the bus stop method, and they go, fantastic lesson. All the kids seem to be really engaged. Even ignored that pillow climbed all over the wall. <laughs> But then yeah. he went, but then he went, the ginger spider man. <laughs> ginger man, ginger man. Uh, we're not going to give you outstanding because uh, really you should have dressed as a bus driver. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But they didn't even specify the type of shark. I can imagine the next Ofsted, the next Ofsted that school have. They all the children, all the teachers dress up on the day. I just I, hammerhead. I, I was going to say I just put a hammer, just wear a ha- hammer, yeah. tape it to my head. Yeah, I'm a hammerhead, mate. What would you be like, right, children? Um, if you know the answer, fins up. <laughs> put your fins in the air. I can just don't care. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! What would you just like welcoming the children in, like Durden, Durden, Durden? Honest to God, it's home time. Do 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 do. It's home time. <laughs> oh God! I mean, guys, if you've had oh, some sort of feedback that's better than that, let us know. Do let us know. Um, right now, next one, and I'm only going to share these ones from my Insta story because. Uh, there's loads that we we need to look at on the um, on the Facebook post, but we've got some teacher burns for you, oh, yeah. and these are brilliant. A child has just rinsed you. Grab that red paper towel now. Hold your head in shame. To Mr. B's in a podcast. Okay, so teacher burns. Now we put a post out on uh, last night. It was just asking for the best insults you've ever had from a child. Yeah, and I put it on my Insta story. So I've got the Insta stories because if I don't do them now, they'll get dis- they'll disappear and I'll never find them again. Um, I mean, my favorite one of my favorites was this one. Um, child, are you feeling ill, Miss? Me? No. Why? Child, you look well rough today. You about to die? <laughs> Me. I feel fine, thank you, gritted teeth. Child, I think you should go to the office for first aid. <laughs> <laughs> that feels to me like they're about to have a spelling test. Yeah. He's not revised. You know, because it, it reminded me that of, you know, when, when you were at school, there was always that one teacher 
who you could easily distract. Yeah. If you asked them a quick, like for us, it was j- always Jam Burns. Jam Burns, yeah. Because you could literally, he was the RE teacher at our all boys Catholic grammar school. And he was the easiest teacher to just manipulate. Manipulate, that's the word I was yeah. thinking of. Like you could get away with doing nothing if you just asked him the simple question. I'm sure I've mentioned ah! That's what he used to do. Ah! Get it! Parque! Get it! Yeah, but he used to say, because he, he trained as a priest, I think. Yeah, yeah. He? he trained as a Christian brother or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but supposedly, you know, remember the school rumour? No. So supposedly Jan Burns was one of the brothers or Christian brothers. Yeah. Like, that's like the male nun in it. I think so, Something yeah. like that anyway, but supposedly uh, he didn't abstain from the old... <laughs> You know, the well, lady. I was trying to think of like a fun way of saying it, but I'm talking about sex. <laughs> he didn't abstain. Like the, I was thinking fun jugglies, but no one calls it that. Knocking boots. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. You know, another notch on the old bad parts. <laughs> yeah. But he, we used to, we went through a stage. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Go! <laughs> yeah. I didn't sleep with you, get out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we went for a year of having him for RE, where every single lesson, if you asked him about whether he thinks abortion is right, that was it. The lesson went and he'd go on. And I can't even tell you whether he was pro or whether he was whatever. Yeah. Pro-life, pro-abortion. I don't know. But that was the way in which you could get him so you didn't have to do any work at all. It- there was always a teacher. Everyone, where, obviously secondary school where... You'd just be like, oh, ask him about his new haircut or ask her about where she's got her shoes from. Yeah. And then people would be like, oh, they're asking me about my piss. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll indulge. Yeah, okay. And that was it. Okay. Gone. <laughs> okay. He was the reason I chose theology at A-level and then we got a new teacher <laughs> and it was J- all downhill. J- Jam-, Jam Burns was absolutely hilarious because he used to have to do, uh, he used to do the dinner times, didn't he? Yeah, he used to he do used lunch. He used to do like lunch and he'd be just a massive queue. Yeah. Obviously, all boys' school, hungry, hangry gents mm. lining up. And there was times where I'd, that get, sponge and custard. I'd get right to the front of the queue and <laughs> someone would make me laugh because what happened was he looked like a Thunderbird, didn't he? <laughs> so uh, people used to say to me, just as I'd get to the front of the queue, he looks like a Thunderbird. And then he'd go, I'd go, and he'd go, hey, back it! Back in the queue! And I go, oh no, oh, come on, sir, come on. And then there's that, cla- there's that classic where, and I've definitely mentioned this before, but why not throw it out again, where I'd had Jam Burns year 7, 8, 9, 10. <laughs> yeah. And then I was in year 11, still had him sat in the same seat yeah. for five years. And, and I know Charlie, who listens to the pod, will remember this. I walked in. Sat in my normal seat, and he went just out of the blue, random day. He just went, Barky, get out. And I went, I went, What for, sir? And he was like, You don't sit there. I went, I've sat here for five years. Don't talk back at me. Out. And then, and then, this is my favorite bit. I stood outside, and obviously, I had my little my phone in my pocket, tiny little Nokia, yeah, that I got from Crucial Crew. <laughs> Finally, I claimed it from Crucial Crew, and uh. It went, it went, you know, the, the, yeah, the Nokia's used yeah, to drop yeah. up. And I took it out and it was a message off Slev going, 
he's such a thunderbird and i i was crying he came out and i was crying i this is absolute nowhere of like i kind of changed my cry laugh into a cry so i was kind of just like sorry for like down sir and he's just like ah sorry we had to do that park he's like get back in ah! <laughs> right here we go for some more um teacher burns uh, singing Who Let Your Mum Out to the tunes of Who Let the Dogs Out. <laughs> um, is the baby still in your tummy? It was certainly not. When I re- Loads of these. When I returned after mat leave, still had a chubby belly. Loads of kids asking when the baby was coming. <laughs> teacher training. Kid just goes, you're just a student teacher before kicking another pupil. <laughs> oh, no. Have faith. Get a wedding dress. You will get married one day. <laughs> because I'm a miss. Have faith. What a burn. <laughs> oh, God. You, uh, you have the body... <laughs> you have the body shape of a tractor's back wheel. <laughs> and then from the same person... <laughs> You're so beautiful, like Pr- Princess Fiona from Shrek. Me. Green Fiona or human Fiona? Him. Ogre Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> Get ogre yourself. <laughs> Oi, big bird. <laughs> we actually had a teacher look like we big bird. We had big bird, yeah. <laughs> we had big bird. I don't think it's him, though. It's Angie. <laughs> Sorry, Angie. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, miss my hair. <laughs> my nana's hair like yours on your lip. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was thinking, because obviously a lot of nans have like, you know, kind of like permed white hair, don't they? Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I thought when they said you have hair like my nan, I thought, ooh, burn. But then it was like on your lip. <laughs> oh, God. Bring more than one paper towel. Bet you love commas more than your mum. <laughs> English teacher. Oh my god. Uh, you're a bit on the plump side. Well, a lot. <laughs> this is great. Um, Manly Miss Miller during alliteration lesson on teacher training. <laughs> Manly Miss Miller. <laughs> Same person. Miss, have you got chicken pox? No, dear. That's acne. (laughs) (laughs) You just can't hate the burns, can you? Because they're so innocent. (laughs) Some of them aren't. You're that old. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Do you always wear trousers? I think you should wear a dress so people know you're a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Then there's just one. So I'll just put... Fat bum. <laughs> they were finished on that one. Fat bum. Oh, oh god. So guys, um, if you've got any any sort of story, any burn, anything like that, please do share it with us because they <laughs> are absolute dream stuff. Right. Um, should we get some more teacher tired? Because there's just so many. There's just so many, and of course we've got to play that new jingle. Oh yeah, I've got to play. That so let's jingle. hit the jingle. Hey now, all your school staff, get your head down, go rest. It's time, teacher tired, you won't believe it, get set. All the stories are gold, 
so volume up and be ho Right, teacher tired time. And these are so close to an O. I'm going to save that one till the end because I've got an absolute perla to finish on. Right. Go I've on. got I've got a couple. Yeah. Um, I sprayed deodorant on my hair instead of dry hairspray. <laughs> teacher tired. <laughs> First year teaching, reading a story to my nursery class. I fell asleep, still holding the book up, chin on my chest, gently snoring. My nursery nurse in the other room thought it had gone quiet, came in to see the children just sat watching me. (laughs) I can't believe that. I love this from Laura. Fell asleep on the bus home, ended up in a different city. (laughs) Wait, I've got two more. Many years ago, had a Red Bull for breakfast and drove to work. Halfway through first lesson, office staff pops their head around to ask if I could kindly move my car, which was sat in the middle of the car park. Hadn't put the handbrake on. <laughs> that is just a great right, I've got a couple. Let's just uh, do this last one and then right, you can on take then. the reins, man, because this is quite funny. So, Emily. Very busy, tickled pink highlighting the good work a child had done on their use of speech bubbles on a story map. Only to realise when sitting back that I'd actually tickled pinked a huge cock and balls across a double page. And then Nikki's commented, I remember this. And then Emily commented, what a day it was. Nikki then commented, oh, it made my day. (laughs) This is the thing. Anything like that happens. Yeah. Tell us, for one. And two, just enjoy it and embrace it. No one got hurt. Yes, you ruined the book, but it's all good. Stood at the front of class tapping what I thought was my smart board pen on my face. It was a dry white marker with no lid on. <laughs> Just with a load of marks all over your face. You got chicken pox, Smith. <laughs> Getting all the way through parents' evening with what I thought was a plain white mug, putting it in a dishwasher at the end of the night, only to find it had office bitch printed on the bottom of it. Not a single parent had mentioned it. <laughs> Oh, this one. Uh, Late on a Friday afternoon, I was talking to my year threes about the upcoming weekend. One boy said, I'll be taking my doggies for a walk in the woods. I replied after hearing doggies, I guess. Yep, I'll be dogging in the woods too. I might see you there. (laughs) (laughs) Is that teacher time or no? I just don't know anymore. I mean, it's so close. I mean... (laughs) Last two. We'll have to get on the on the blower to Australia and speak to the master. He'll yeah. tell us. I was in a mad, tired rush to get out the door to take my 40-minute drive to school one morning. I grabbed my lunch and a can of Coke out the fridge and shoved them in my carrier bag. At dinner time, I sat in the staff room with my carrier bag, pulled my sandwich out of the bag and reached in for my Coke as I was parched. I pulled out what I thought was a can of Coke when, in fact, it was a can of Stella. <laughs> <laughs> The large cans of Stella too. I did my best to explain the mistake to the 20 or so members of staff that saw me there with a can of Stella. (laughs) I'd just be like, fractions, (laughs) fractions being tough, is it? (laughs) Are you teaching time at the minute? Is that what it is? I bet his lunchtime organiser or his dinner lady just like saw him, just like ducked down. Don't don't like him after a Stella. 
<laughs> and this is my favorite one so is far. This is, this, is, this is how we're going to finish the episode, guys. Oh, my guys. goodness. I was on my way to school and saw a colleague at the bus stop. I stopped to give her a lift. She put a bag in the back of the car and off I drove. I arrived at school thinking, gosh, Julia's quiet today. Then I realized I'd left her at the bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> questions of this i had to drive back to pick her up again right so my first question is how did you know julia was quiet like have you had a full-on conversation with her like uh so yeah we had we had uh whatever it toad in the old for tea you know gary didn't really eat much of it and i thought what's going on with gary and yeah, anyway yeah, well, how was your evening no response yeah. just driving though just be like all right <laughs> just probably thinking like <laughs> I wonder if she turned the radio up. <laughs> thought like, oh, we're not up for this awkward silence. <laughs> Here we are, Julia. When you pulled into the staff car park. Here we are, Julia. Turn round. So, uh, what do you think about that staff meeting last night? Just no response. Like, you rude bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I was like, same. No words for me either. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was thinking... What I need this story from Julia's perspective. Oh my god! <laughs> like, I thought she'd robbed me. Because <laughs> she, I mean, if there put was a other, bag <laughs> if there was put a bag in, if there was other people at the bus stop as well, like they'll have had to have seen her put a bag in and then drive off, just being like, how embarrassing with a uh, bus pass in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that one tickled me so oh much. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, that is a perfect example of teacher tired. That is brilliant. Oh, guys, thank you so much for oh, sharing them. Uh, yeah. Oh, so that does bring us to the end of another episode. I don't know where the time goes. We're trying to keep them compact to an hour or so. So uh, we hope you've enjoyed that one. As always, please do do go to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe because it does help us get a little bit more exposure and hopefully get more people listening to the pod. Uh, if you've not already, join the Facebook group. We're up to 20,000 members. You guys did it. Did we say that on the last episode? Yeah, I think we so. did. I think we're we? on like you... late, ni- late 19s, yeah. Yeah, so uh, amazing to have so many of you on there. And it's a safe space where you can just have a bit of banter about the episode, share anything that gives you a bit of a giggle. Um, and you'll obviously be updated straight away with any any breaking news um, before we do record. And of course, like I say, go to the website, com. You'll find everything on there as far as sharing your stories, ordering a pre-ordering a copy of the book please do go and do that and obviously getting your tickets for the live tour so we will be back next week um last one will it be next week last one for a little bit no when do you when do you break up i break up next friday i do i think i break up the week after hang on oh yeah 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 so we'll be taking a bit of a half term break Mm. might have a uh, might have a guest maybe i don't know we'll see right Anything to finish? Uh, no, just what I say, massive happy six-year anniversary. No, listen, thank you so much for the continued support. It genuinely means the world. Hope school goes okay. Half turn next week, baby. Woo! At 
Bombas, we make socks, underwear, and T-shirts that feel good and do good. They feel good because they're designed with the softest materials and comfort innovations. They do good because for every item you purchase, we donate another item to someone who needs it. So far, we at Bombas have donated over 75 million items, and your purchases add to that impact. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash ACAST and use code ACAST at checkout.